Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in to a 2-0 edition of At The Buzzer, a Ralphie Report podcast for Colorado Athletics. We always cover Colorado Athletics, but, you know, uh, I co-host Sam. I think that's the first time we've been able to say that at the start of a show. I'm trying to think back. I think that's true. Maybe not, but... Um, 2-0? We're 2-0, baby. I can't remember when we started the show, but... Um, oh, we've been we've been around. We were there for 5-0. and Oh, okay. Then, yeah. Never mind, then. Um, boy, let's not put that energy in the universe. Um, <laughs> I am... We won't get to 5-0. Co-host Jack, <laughs> um, who was at the game last week. Other, over there is co-host Sam. Hello, Sam. Hello. I was not at the game, unfortunately. No. But I did watch. And you might be wondering because you haven't mentioned what game yet. Well, uh, anyone who's wondering that, if you listen to a CU podcast, number one, I don't understand what the cross-section of knowledge is where you're listening to a CU podcast but you don't know the football game that we're talking about. But it's, of course, the Nebraska game, dear listener, that we're talking about. After uh, CU was ranked unexpectedly, beating TCU unexpectedly on the road, um... CU went out there at home. Coach Prime's home opener. Big noon kickoff again on Fox. We just got the numbers. 10 million peak viewers and on the broadcast. And uh, let me tell you, if TCU, TCU-CU was a boat race where CU happened to have the ball last, um, CU-Nebraska was a boat race where one boat kept throwing sticks in its own engine. Um, 
and that made it less fun to watch if you're wearing red. Um, we're still quite delectable for, some, for most people in that stadium. Um, Sam, you want yes. you watched it? You just watched it. What were your thoughts? Yes. Um, are we doing this? I thought we were gonna go with the big news. Uh, did, well, I was hoping you'd dovetail it in with the uh, oh, okay, using okay. the TV using the TV as a distraction because the big news was on TV. The big news was on TV. Okay, yeah. Um, hmm. I was quite happy <laughs> with the win. Yeah, it worked out um, pretty well. Um, overall, overall, um, it seems like CU didn't really play particularly well, mm-hmm. and they managed to kind of beat up a team that is like maybe they're not very good. Maybe they're going three and nine. Um, but like. It's a decent power five team, maybe not good. And it's always nice to beat those guys pretty badly. Like good teams beat bad teams badly, you know? Um, yeah, comp- competency is yeah. cool. I and, agree with that. Yeah. And as, as, as we'll go into more in detail, like it is nice to know that CU can play in a physical matchup like that, figure it out and adjust mm-hmm. and make it work. Mm-hmm. Maybe it worked because Nebraska's defense was so gassed that because of all the turnovers, but you you take it where you can get it. Um, what I was hoping you say is the best part of the game was the fourth oh. quarter break coming coming in on TV. The fourth quarter break where we saw Spencer Dinwiddie and Derek White, two out of I think six alums of the program that were at the game. Um, and I'm sure you saw that Peyton Watson and KCP were also at the game. Oh, Peyton Watson, nice. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we saw Spencer Dinwiddie and Derek White with three strapping young high school lads uh, in the first part of the student section. Um, yes. Tad Boyle always uses football games to recruit basketball players. He's done it every year he's been here. Generally, it's because of the atmosphere is still fun, even if the team sucks. Um, now everything's fun. And uh, it seemed to have paid off because um, he was already one of three on those three high-level players that came in. Yeah, um, I did miss the alley-oop that you were throwing to me. I appreciate you for no, trying that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, those were um, – so Dorian Anwuchekwa, or Anwuchekwu, mm-hmm. um, Sebastian Rancic, he, Rancic, he's from Slovenia, and then the other guy – is Trent Perry, the combo guard from Denver. Those guys are all like borderline top 100 recruits-ish. Ranchik mm-hmm. is just outside. Uh, Perry is inside the top 100. And then Anwu Chekwu will be in the top 100 at some point, I think, my personal opinion, because he he's currently rated in the 150s, but he's like rising fast. Um well, he's, he's from what you just yeah. told me, it sounds like he's coming into uh, a slimmed down body that's going to let him be more mobile um, and put up some nicer stats. He picked CU over yeah. um, Xavier, over Oklahoma TCU. State, Tennessee, A and M, TCU, um, UCLA was sniffing around. Uh, Kansas State had an offer. A lot of programs you want to beat, especially in this new look Big Twelve, which this guy will be playing in, obviously. Mm-hmm. Texas um, boy, too. It's from Desoto. Texas Shout boy out too. Good KD. 
Uh, this actually says Faith Family Academy of Oak Cliff. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I think Dallas, he was at but he's the in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, in case you didn't just hear it, pretty different than a lot of Tab Royal Center recruits because he's slimming down accurately as opposed to coming in at, you know, just ballparking here, 80 pounds, and then having to bulk up in college. Um, like a lot of the CU Center recruits, a la Tab Boyle, or Lawson Lovering, a la Ben Mills, a la Joe Hurlbert, any, you know, all, Tristan De Silva. Um, Tab Boyle likes his mobile skinny centers, I think, or he likes his Evan Baddies. There generally yes. isn't a lot of uh, in between there, and this guy seems like he's <laughs> right in between. Um, yeah, no, he's in the Evan Batty realm of, uh, according to Adam Monster Tiger of 24-7 Sports, he's lost some 40 pounds in the last couple of years as he's like really worked on his body. Um, there was concerns about his effort level and um, like just mobility, but uh, it doesn't look like he has issues with that right now. Uh, he's, <laughs> he looks really light on his feet, really coordinated. Um, and Jack, he's skilled as a post scorer i know we <laughs> don't get love that american high school preps who are like that but nice little post game nice jump hook <laughs> he's got a nice mid-range shot lefty Just, and righty i saw lefty and righty. righty yes um i think he can play make a little bit in case there are double teams um I don't know what his defense looks like. Maybe that's why he's rated in the 150s. Maybe he's a little clueless on that end. But, blah, blah, blah. Wingspan. It signifies... He has good wingspan. wingspan. Seven, yes, he's 7'4". Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay, yeah, it looked like it was over 7 foot. Um, it also looks like Tad Boyle is probably going to be playing some two big lineups in the future. Uh, I think he has one more year with Lampkin. Um, I think we have two but... more years with Lampkin. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Um, who, by the way, uh, had offseason? Looks like an offseason procedure, but he will be good to go for the game opener, which is nice. The season opener. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. You know, and if CU pulls off Ranchich as well, that's probably the best big man class that CU's had. Uh, you can go back to 2017 if you count Bay and Batty as as both big men. I don't know if you want to, but you could. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, uh, I can't remember the last time CU brought in a polished back to the basket scorer who has some touch from from deep, and also is is like tall and built. You know, there's not a lot of those mm-hmm. players around. Like those players are yeah. hard to get. Um, and if you do get someone, it's generally going to be like I think Batty was all those things, but Batty was six eight, and this guy's at like a legit seven footer. Um, and mm, I don't think he is. I think he's six nine, maybe six ten. This guy's this day. says six eleven, and he looks taller um, than Batty does. Yeah, but they usually lie on those at least by an inch or two, maybe. I saw any. I saw different ones that had him six ten, different ones that had six nine. So. Okay. Well. But I don't think he's in that any tall. case. He I and mean, Ranch is both if, very tall. If you see you get he and Ranchick, that's two incredibly skilled bigs. Incredibly skilled bigs. I don't think I've seen Ranchick. Maybe I can recruit him. I'm going to see uh, this month. So Ranchick is a <laughs> is a much more classic tabboy recruit, as in he plays for the Compton Magic, uh, AAU team. And as and you know, as you know, that's that's 
Tab Royal loves the Compton Magic. He always has. Uh, and that is going to be a CU-USC battle, just so you know. Okay. Fuck USC. Okay. What was the name um, of that? What was the name of that uh, kind of douchey center they had that had a tattoo sleeve that was like 6'9 and European? Do you know what I'm talking Tristan about? Tristan Vucevic? Tristan Vucevic? I don't, I don't wait. know. Wait, he reminds wait, wait. me of him. Vukcevic. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kristen Vukcevic. I think. Wait, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That, that guy's different. This guy was just drafted. USC center. Damn it. Okay. Stall while I look this up. This is going to bother me. Okay. Well, anyways, he was the one, one who was like off the wire. Maybe. I don't know. Um, either way, he was also at the, at the game on Saturday. Um, and Tap Oil continues to recruit. In the Big 12, that would be more important than ever because the bottom of the Big 12 would eat the bottom of the Pac-12's lunch. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, the prime effect is, is everywhere. Uh, Tap Oil was recruiting well before Deion Sanders came in. I cannot imagine how, how helpful it is to have a, an environment like what was there on Saturday. And he'll have that plenty of times this year. So, um, I don't know. It's shaping up to be a nice season on the hardboard anyways. And uh, 2024 class. I think there's three spots open, prospectively, so um, it's looking pretty good. And as you mentioned, there's a few nice Colorado kids. Trent Perry's from Denver, and then Andrew Crawford from Thunder Ridge is someone that I know Tab Boyle loves. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's Nick Rakocevic? Yes. Rakocevic. Okay. And then there was Nikola Jovanovic. It might have been him. I don't know. Either way, soft Rakosovic, are you correcting me on a Balkan name? How dare and you? And that's how that's how Bill Walton says it, man. <laughs> um oh, we forgot to mention also, um okay, so we've got Eddie Lampkin, we've got Asana Jop, we've got Joe Hurlbert, who I think is a question mark, right? Just moving forward. Like we don't really know what to expect from him. I'm not expecting anything really from this year, but um, would be cool. And then Dak, what was his name? Bang God Dak. He's gonna retro. Bang God Dak. Retro. He's yes. He's retroing this one. And he's six nine one eighty, so we can probably put him in the Tyler Bay forward type category, or the Tristan De Silva type category. I guess. Okay, so that's not that many bigs, traditional bigs. Hmm. Um. Yeah. And I think if, like, you project Jop and Anwuchekwa uh, as the main two guys, I think that'd be comfortable to do. That's not oh, – That's, a, that's a really forward. fun – that's a really fun front court, though. Yeah. A little, little bit of skill, a little bit of athleticism, shot blocking. You say Wesley Gordon, Josh Scott? Yeah. Baby. Oh, baby. Baby version of that. I don't know about that. I think Jop <laughs> – yeah, I don't know. Also, what? they will have better. They will have better guards than either Wesley Gordon or Josh Scott had for most of their careers. So, um, I'm very excited for this basketball season. I think we're gonna be. Yeah, it's been fun it. seeing KJ Simpson around the Stampede and at the game. I just I keep forgetting that uh, past football. There's also another guy. I I just love KJ Simpson. I'm like, oh, I can just mm-hmm. love that guy too. If I can't remember if there's ever been a year where we had both of them. 2016 was probably the closest. Oh, both teams good. Yeah. 2016-17 was also not a good basketball year. Um, that was the Derek I White. said closest. I said closest. Yeah. 
Yeah. But we will probably have two ranked teams this year, which is crazy. And the women's team, which should be top 25. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the volleyball team's doing a pretty good job. Soccer got a nice win against Michigan State at home. Or oh. on the road, excuse me. So That's nice. Um, and speaking of Michigan State, I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, do. do you want to talk Big Ten football, though? Uh, no, no, we got we're not going to. I really wanted no. to talk about. Which was, uh, yeah, the the biggest rising. news on Ruchekwa. Yeah. The um, rising three-star that Todd Boyle just brought in. <laughs> well, we saw him in the commercial break with um, a few CU celebrities. Also not pictured in that was other men's basketball legends like George King was back. Andre Roberson came back. Chauncey Billups was at the game. Like we said, Contavious Caldwell-Pope was at the game. Um, uh, that was not it for celebrities. Um, I think we're almost underselling it. Let me backtrack for a sec. CU played Nebraska on Saturday, Sam. And... Mm. Not only was it a terrible game for Nebraska, uh, CU beat the absolute brakes off of Nebraska, and they looked bad doing it, which is a sentence that no one would have thought you could say, really, mm-hmm. in for most of the rivalry. So, um, yeah, I don't know. TCU was how CU started this year with a huge win. We talked about that, how fun that was, how unexpected that was. Um, and then, you know, immediately jump into the rankings. They use 22, ranked 22, um, playing Nebraska at home. Deion Sanders home opener, big deal, right? Uh, get, and Ralphie comes out for the first time this year and get, and somehow once again, see you completely exceeds expectations. What an incredible game. Yeah. I had a bad feeling going into the game. And I think it's because I don't know how to handle expectations. I was afraid that CU would get punched in the mouth and not know what to do. And I saw the CU uniforms they were wearing and got a gut in my stomach. Because they didn't look good. Those are bad. Those are bad. And I wanted to ask, like, like, why? I think the players picked them. Um, last week I thought they did a good job picking all white with the nice new gold numbers. Uh, oh, yeah, that looks lovely. Like the, you just kind of look like the Raiders out there. Um, and I, I, I doubt they're this much of history fans, but yeah, 1990s Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, I think Deion Sanders made them. It, it looked like uh the old Sonny Grandalius or late 1960s CU teams. Um, go look oh, that yeah, up, okay. history nerd. And I'm, I'm don't think that's what they were going for. I can't imagine. Um, but. Definitely didn't look like the CU that we know and love. Um, there was no gold. There was only the gold on the CU. Yeah. In the chest and the shoulder. Not my favorite. On the... Not no. my favorite. Where, where, where are the gold? Where are the gold pants? Where are the gold helmet? It's I Nebraska do think we're going to go for gold, black, gold again in this upcoming week. But yeah, not my favorite uniform. Ooh, I, I was a little nervous. Ooh, the no, mind flipped. Go gold, ahead. black, black for a night game. Oh, I do too. Well, no, save that for USC, baby. Save that for the USC oh, prime okay, time. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. You can so, do both. <laughs> Nebraska, before they beat TCU, was an eight-point underdog. Oh, sorry, CU was a two eight-point underdog before they beat TCU to Nebraska. Nebraska loses to Minnesota in heartbreaking fashion in week one. CU beats TCU in exhilarating fashion in week one. Um, and the line immediately flips. Nebraska ends as a three-point underdog to CU before the game kicks off. 
Um, and I was nervous because of the three points. I was nervous because Nebraska seemed to run well and CU seemed to not be able to defend the run very well. Um, and I was nervous because George Sanders played out of his goddamn mind against TCU, and I didn't think he could do that two weeks in a row. Um, and spoiler alert, I guess I don't think he did do that two weeks in a row. Um, but <laughs> once again, I don't know how Nebraska has any foot left to shoot because holy shit, I've never seen a f- team shoot themselves that hard in the foot. Like it, it, I kept saying this because I was in the stands. It just had to. It has to be exhausting to be a Nebraska fan, and mm-hmm. it also has to be the ultimate insult for Colorado fans to say how exhausting it has to be to be a Nebraska <laughs> fan. Like also, that has to be horrible. Just the amount of time we've spent in the wilderness, rooting for shit teams. Yeah, and we get our shit together before Nebraska does. Yeah. Both brand new coaches, Matt Rule, obviously was was hailed as the higher of the off season by quite a few people. One of them, as was Deion mm-hmm. Sanders. It wasn't like Deion Sanders was panned or anything. Um, and he's a slow builder. We're seeing now. Yeah. I think that Deion Sanders is not a slow builder. Um, but <laughs> one thing that helps is Deion Sanders' son is a really good college quarterback. I don't think Jeff Sims is a really good college quarterback. What happened to Casey Thompson? <laughs> Uh, Casey Thompson, if you ask Nebraska fans now, was scared of competing for his job, so he left to go oh, play for his him. old coach at FAU and Tom yeah. Herman, which is his want and his right. Um, if you ask Nebraska fans back then, it's because Matt Rule promised Jeff Sim- Jeff Sims is his guy. Matt Rule is a dual threat quarterback guy. Yeah. Jeff Sims is okay. his guy. Casey Thompson is not a dual threat quarterback. Okay, um, and if you remember Casey Thompson tearing us the fuck up in the Alamo Bowl, for those yep. who are uninformed. Um, and he gets to go live in Fort Lauderdale, which I think is probably better than Lincoln. Unless we forget that uh, Nebraska's other backup, Logan Smothers, is now 2-0 and as Rich Rodriguez quarterback at Jacksonville State. Shout out Jacksonville State what? Jaguars. Rich Rodriguez yep. is back? Yeah, he's the head coach of Jacksonville State. This is their first year as a Division One team, and they beat UTEP week one, and now they're 2-0 and with backup quarterback is, Logan Smothers. What is their mascot? Is it like the game? The Jaguars. No, it's the Jaguars. They're not the Jaguars. They cannot be the Jaguars. I'm pretty sure they're the Jaguars. They're the Gamecocks. No, I'm right. I'm right. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, yeah, I was at the game. Atmosphere was absolutely incredible. I've never had to go into Folsom an hour before game time, but I had to. I, like, it was – you weren't getting in on time to see Ralphie if you didn't start lining up around 9. Um, and Damn. students were out in full force. Sam, it made me slightly jealous that some freshman living in Baker is going to have a vastly different experience than we did as freshmen living in on near campus because they'll wake up one morning and the big noon kickoff set will just be outside their window, um, uh-huh. which is cool. No, I don't complain. Um, my first year on campus was 2016, but my freshman year was at DU, so I didn't get to... I, mine was 2014, so I watched Jack Thompson run for about 400 yards on Judah Parker and the rest of that Mike McIntyre defense. Hell yeah, Judah um, Parker, shout out. <laughs> shout out to Judah Parker. Um, and yeah, I, here, the, the, the line I kept saying in the stands, and I wanted, I'll do a little bit more analysis, is the use offense picked a really good half to, bat at, to have a bad half. Like, yeah. the use offense had a bad half in the first half, right? 13 points, but all of that was in the last five minutes of the second quarter. Um, for the most part, Nebraska's defense was a million times better than TCU's defense at playing in space and tackling in space, which turns out that's how you beat this offense, newsflash. And they also blitzed the absolute hell out of Shador Sanders 
um, leading to a pretty poor offensive performance, I would say. Um, however, like I said, good time to have a bad hat because um, Nebraska had moved the ball intermittently, but more than that, uh, they moved the ball directly from their hands onto the turf. And that really helped, really helped um, the U stay in the game. So what was the what was the breakdown? It was Jeff Sims just drops a snap, correct? Yep, that's the first one. Um, then later, a snap hits one of the Nebraska players, and they recover it. Yep. And then later, Jeff Sims, I think he drops another one in no. turn dominant. Yeah, he it was a handoff. So basically, yeah. So the guy. So basically. The second one was this motion pattern that Nebraska runs yeah. where the wide receiver runs right behind the center and the center's trying to snap it right after the wide receiver runs past him. But he kept being early. So the first time it just hit the wide receiver and they fell on it. The yeah. second time, the wide receiver is basically blocking Jeff Sims' view of the snap. Yeah, so as okay. it snaps, the wide receiver is – he can't see the ball because the wide receiver is in front of him. So it comes to him without him knowing it. And Jordan Dominic, frankly – that player was going to get blown up anyway. He was in the backfield immediately yeah. and blew the shit out of a running back and then destroyed Jeff Sims and then picked up the ball with one hand and tried to score it. Yeah. And it's like, the, oh, so that's the, what an SEC defensive lineman who has eight sacks last year looks like. Okay, that's cool. Jadavion Clowney without the helmet flying off. Well, yeah, without being incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was really good. It wasn't like all-time great play. Yeah, so. Um, God, that was such a cool play. And then the last one was uh, a bot handoff where he, he put it too high for the running back and just it spurred across. But yes, yeah. four Nebraska fumbles and let's we forget the worst yes. play that Jefferson's made. The Cam Stillman Craig interception where he threw it, I don't know, two seconds too late. Yeah, telegraphed it and threw it too late. Um and Yeah. That was Cam, near the end of Cameron, the half. Yeah. Uh we'll take 10, 13 points just gifted to us especially when things are not going well. Exactly. So CU still couldn't run as, as much as we want them to um, that much against Nebraska. And Tudor was missing some throws. He missed one or two to Hunter in the first half. That was frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. He was getting pressured. He was – there wasn't that much time. Plays were getting blown up because Nebraska was tackling in space. And all of that to say, CU still ends the first half up 13 to nothing. And that, I think – is kind of how the game went. It, 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 after that, the floodgates opened. Um, and I don't, you know, I, like I said, I never am going to get upset about beating Nebraska by 22 points. But I'll say that CU could have beat them by way more than that. Um, and, of course, the turnover battle makes it Nebraska fans say, you know, take care of the ball, Nebraska wins this game. I disagree with that notion. And I'm kind of jumping around a lot. But I think CU as a whole, especially in the second half, adjusted enough on offense where they were scoring at will regardless um, yeah. of whether or not Nebraska turned the ball over. And uh, let me just tell you, Sam, it is nice to have an offense that is averaging 41 points a game through two games. against Power 5 competition. That's nice. That's nice. Do you think there's truth? Oh, nice feet. I got to just see it for half a You're second. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> is there any, like, uh, truth to the claim that, like – Nebraska was just like the defense was exhausted and couldn't quite rush the same. Or do you think Sean Lewis just kind of figured it out? Sure. The, the, the defense was worse, but I don't think this would be the last time that a defense will be worse in the second half at altitude playing an okay. offense that goes that fast. Um, 
I also think that Sean Lewis made some nice adjustments with the patterns we were running. Um, a lot more max protect in the second half, which is great. And the a other thing what? is max protect. So keeping a tight end that? in the block or keeping a running back in the block, they're not running routes. So you have six, you have six blockers or seven blockers and, mm-hmm. and three people that are running routes. Um, but that didn't work is, in the first half. When they did do that, Nebraska would time it up and drop eight in coverage. Right. Well, so either Shadur Sanders recognizes the cue better, or Sean Lewis is recognizing the cues better, or maybe, the, the, like you said, the defense just quit and they weren't getting there faster because they just weren't rushing as hard. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Mm. Um, the thing I think we have to mention, the headlines of this game, is the headlines you're going to see everyone else, right? Shadur Sanders is a legitimate Heisman candidate, and I see you has not had one of those at quarterback since Cordell Stewart. Uh, uh-huh. He is a legitimate Heisman candidate. This was not, I don't think, a great game from Shadur Sanders, and he still finished with 400 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like, he made some superb throws. That the throw to Xavier Weaver, where yep. Third he and rolls 10. to his left, sets back his of the hips. end zone. Oh, that's so nice. Woo! That was a bullet, man. Because he's been, he's been we've seen his touch. I don't know I don't know if we've seen him hold X on Madden like that, where he just said this is going in as fast as possible. No, there was a couple throws against TCU. There was the one on like third and sixteen where he found Jimmy Horn uh, on a crossing route, where he like really stepped up in the pocket and just rifled it. Yeah, mm, delightful. So delightful. It's it's fun. It's fun to have a good quarterback. I see why people do it all the time. It's pretty sweet and. <laughs> Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. He is, Mel Kuyper said he's a top five quarterback, a top five pick right now in the 2024 draft, which should make CU fans excited and nervous. Um, I'm nervous. But 900 yards Wait. through three games, two games, um, seven touchdowns through two games. Um, and frankly, I'm willing to give him a fourth touchdown against Nebraska because that Tavares Dawson reverse works so well in part because of how well Chador faked the fake pitch out and the fake throw um, before he handed it off to Dawson. So, yes. anyways. Also, uh, well, big shout out to, well, that was also a, a very creative play. Um, and to Savion Washington for just absolutely declining that poor defensive back on that play. Yeah, that was a fun block. Uh, also, um, additional shout-outs to Savion Washington for – there was, like, a late, dirty hit on an – That's my conduct, yeah. yeah no, no, there like was two slide. of those. It was there a was slide. Okay, so there was a slide early where Shadur got hit in the head. Maybe it was – it was probably not a penalty. But then Savion 
um, like basically threw the guy or shoved the guy, got the penalty, do it, do it, protect your quarterback. And then later yep. in the game, I forget who it was, maybe it was Hankerson, who just got thrown to the ground by a Nebraska player, like way after the whistle, the refs didn't see it. And uh, one of the other linemen. It was, it was Hunter. Okay, it was Hunter got shoved. Yeah, which, I wonder why That's they a did big that. Deal. I wonder uh-huh. why they did that. Okay, uh, <laughs> damn, thirty bastards. Um, yeah, the refs didn't see that, and then the Bob Scott called for the unsportsmanlike conduct for uh, retaliating. <laughs> yeah, and and the final unsportsmanlike conduct, which was cool as hell, was after the most incredible two point conversion I've ever seen in my life. Eventually, get called incomplete. Shador mm. Sanders better take his helmet off and talk that shit after that play. That was the that was the craziest. Grant, that was like mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger scrambling back there, man. That was uh. Was it? Hmm. Okay. I'm or thinking... Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it looked more Rodgers to me. Um, oh, uh, rip to a legend couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Vinny Testaverde vibes right there. Um. Uh, oh, the last so... I was gonna say. Before you go, um, if Shadur does play himself into a first round quarterback, it's we'll be okay. We'll find him. This coaching staff will find a good quarterback to come in. So the other thing that Mel Kiper said is if he decides to stay in the draft, if he decides to stay in school, which you don't say that about any other player who you're saying is a top five pick, that you don't add the caveat if he decides to stay in school, because like, why would you? Unless you're mm-hmm. Shador Sanders already making four million a year in NIL and your dad wrote it. Excuse me, what? Coach. Yeah. Well, around there, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Damn. Which is right. Okay. So, you're like, well, you're already making a rookie contract, you know? Like, maybe you do want to stay in school until you're the number one pick. Because um, this draft class is loaded. I don't know. So, no, it's anyway, loaded at quarterback. Great like, Drake May have. and Caleb Williams are going top two, unless Marvin Harrison Jr. comes in. Right. And, Who, and by the way, Leonard. yeah, you you have to let me get this, that Marvin Harrison is the best receiver you've seen in college in a very long time. So No, Marvin Harrison's incredible. It just sucks that Ohio yeah. State, of all places, can't get him the ball. It's like, how does he only have mm-hmm. eight targets? Maybe you should go to an offense where, I don't know, four people make get 100 yards, one, one uh, game, and then the next game, one guy goes 10 for 170. Like, it's absolutely nothing. Um, let's give a shout out to Xavier Weaver, man. I yeah. love watching that dude play wide receiver. His, uh, I already mentioned like the, so he caught that touchdown pass. He caught another long pass on a fly route where maybe it was a little bit of a busted coverage, but he just blew by the cornerback. And then that screen pass that set up the Dawson touchdown. Ooh, that was delightful. Yeah. Yep. Just weaves through the, oh, nice, beautiful, nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Way to use his last name. Good pun. Oh, um, I didn't mean to. <laughs> 10 for 170. Could have been longer if Van Wells blocked one dude on the tunnel screen that was set up perfectly. Xavier Weaver had a touchdown. Mm. If that one dude didn't just whiff, if Van Wells didn't whiff on that guy. Also, hope Van Wells is healthy after this week. I don't think he's going to play against CSU, but uh, okay. I don't know if we need him to. Um, he yeah, struggled I, a little bit this past game. but Well, I just – it's – I think this might be a backup game. So um, <laughs> finishing okay. finishing the Nebraska thoughts, uh, Dylan Edwards still fast as hell. Um, you only got to see it on one run, but that run, mm-hmm. you know, any point in time, he's going to break a 30 or 40 yarder. And it's just fun to have that in your back pocket, especially while Alton McCasco gets healthy. Um, just fun to have that around. 
um, other observations. One thing I want to mention is Travis Hunter, 73 yards. That's it. That's it, quote unquote, is 73 yards. Played 130 snaps again. Um, he's going to have, he, he already does have a Deion Sanders problem of, he only had three tackles because they never threw at him, like on purpose. Like he, he that mm-hmm. is impact though. Like hard to quantify, literally impossible to quantify, but they don't throw at whoever Travis Hunter is covering. And it's fun to play 10 on 10 with your best taking away their best on defense. That makes everything a little bit easier. It is. I am wondering, is it like, what can we learn about this defense from that game? Like, the defensive line very obviously showed out. Um, Juwan Mitchell looks like maybe yeah, and he's gonna defense. get better and better. He's gonna get better and better. He's yeah. only been in this defense for three weeks, man. And then the DBs didn't really get to do anything, right? Well, no, because because um, Sims I think finds forward passing hard sometimes. So, and part <laughs> of that's also part of that might just be our secondary. Um, part of it might just be our secondary, but. Marion Cooper, I think it is. I think it's, has one reception allowed through two games, which is also impressive. Travis Hunter has mm-hmm. zero. Nice. Um, officially, which is also impressive. Shiloh Sanders um, had a better game this week than last week, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. I loved what I saw to Silman Craig. It's so fun to have that backing up Miles Flusher. Like, what a fun, yeah. what a fun group. Trevor Woods continues to be Trevor Woods. Love that guy. He got destroyed on the one touchdown that Nebraska scored. And yes, I'm not counting the one with one second left because you're insane if you count that touchdown. But, um, um, also, he got hit by Travis Hunter and the receiver on the same play. So it was just well, kind of weird. He, he got sucked in, though. That's the thing. At second yeah. 17, he got sucked in, and that's when they took off. So he got he basically mm-hmm. allowed himself to get blocked twice, which you don't want to do. So, um, yeah. But bad. other than that, you know, fine. I don't know. And what, what can you say other than Jordan Dominic is really good at football? And Taj Alston, very good. Yeah, out of nowhere, I was not expecting that. Um, Savelle Waltz, Savelle Smalls even played a little bit. He rushed. Yeah. Uh, he actually injured uh, Jeff Sims, which. But that, was, but that was solid edge play. Steve Harris had a fumble recovery. Love seeing that. Um, Bishop Thomas was open in the end zone on third and one, or in second and one when CU had to settle for a field goal. Um, I would love to see him catch a touchdown pass. Oh my god, how fun he how fun he would be. Oh yeah, he he's gonna be a cult hero for us, huh? Oh he is already a cult hero, man. Um Yeah. Someone, and uh someone on Twitter yeah. called me a casual while I was live tweeting the game and I was just thinking, I've seen George Fraser's ass. You don't get to call me. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that in the game. I forgot about that. Yeah, you just re- you just recognize Judah Parker's name. I think you're good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I think this defense. I think TCU is going to score points on a lot of people this year. I think Nebraska is going to fail to score points against a lot of people this year. So to me, it's still kind of a wash as to what we've seen. I like the individual performances we've seen. Obviously, Hunter is a complete dog, um, as the D on his chest says. Um, and looking that's what ahead. That's for? Yeah. What is the L? Leader. Oh, okay. So what are the others? Are the, is that the only Just thing? Just two. Leaders and dogs. Okay, I, would, I would get a D. I know I would get a D. Well, as Deion Sanders says, he doesn't think he thinks calling people captains is dumb because it's, it's not the military. So why are you pretending it's like the military? Um, so Yeah, but the, the Bobby Purified jersey looks fucking sick. 
so why don't you tell him that? Maybe okay. that maybe that'll get him to change his mind. But yes, he says not every leader is a dog, and not every dog is a leader. So Travis Hunter is a dog. Jace Feely is a dog, our kicker, according to Deion Sanders. But Shane Coates is a leader on defense, and Shadur Sanders is a leader on offense. Nice so there you go. Yeah. Jawan Mitchell, good game. Marvin Ham, surprisingly good game, which is great to see. Roy yeah. Kennedy rotated in at, at linebacker. I'm loving the linebacker rotation. I don't know, dude. There's some there's some guys in there that if you can develop a little more, that defense might be pretty okay. And the other thing I want to mention too is we saw this week Travis J and Brendan Gant, two more Florida State transfers, finally got cleared for contact. Oh um, fuck. Nice. Great week to see them to see if we can shake the rust off of them a little bit. But Brendan Gant is one of those fun star safety linebacker hybrids, kind of like Robert Barnes if he wasn't ruined by Carl Durrell uh, and Chris Wilson. Um, Damn, Chris Wilson was horrible. Charles Kelly, man, we're it's a new era. So uh, uh, Brendan Gant's one of those fun safety linebacker hybrids, and then Travis J was a pretty athletic player for Arizona or Florida State for years. He's, he's pretty old, um, but he looks like wh- what you'd expect a power five cornerback to look like. Like, he's big. And uh, it'll be fun to see adding even more dudes into the rotation. You yeah, know, we seen haven't even of... seen Cormani McLean yet either. Exactly. I was about to say that. Yep. Yeah. Um, or um, Kendrick Breelove or Vito Tisdale or, you know, there's a million. So what you're saying is – CU is just going to get better throughout the year. I say we have a better case to say that we'll get better week to week than almost any other team in the country because of how new the team is and how we're still getting mm-hmm. people back. I mean, McCaskill hasn't played. I would say McCaskill's a top five player on this team. I, Damn, I really okay. would. Okay, so, yes, we have Landon Bebe coming back on the offensive line. He, he, he played just... this past week, and he looked good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he what? He did look good? I thought, I thought he looked good. Okay. Um... Yeah, so it's like, yeah, weird because like most teams are obviously not going to have this amount of turnover. It's unprecedented. And you still have guys who are like literally like roster additions. Yes. That yes. Other teams just don't have. We're playing, I mean, we're basically treating this kind of like an NFL team that put we put together over the offseason and some people aren't playing preseason. And like that's kind of what this looks like as they work into game shape. Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be guys that, that start contributing. Like Kavate Smoke had one carry against Nebraska. That dude's going to contribute more and more. Like, we know he can play, right? He just was yeah. injured in camp a little bit, and he, we're going to see him at the, in the running back room. And there's some wide receivers like that, too. Jalen Ellis from Baylor might be the fastest wide receiver on the team. He hasn't even snap, got a snap yet. Tavares Dawson didn't play a snap, played one get, play against TCU, two touchdowns against Nebraska, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's dudes. There's just dudes like that that are going to shuffle in, especially at the skill positions, because CU is deep as hell at all the skill positions. So, um, I don't know. And I think the last one. Go ahead. Uh, the good thing too is that if you're winning, playing well, it doesn't matter if you're rotating. Like no one's gonna be bitter about that about their playing time. It's a fun time. Well, let's just look at it this way, right? Jordan Dominic, great game. Fumble recovery, two tackles for loss. I think six total tackles, right? And I think half a sack in there, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Good half game, we could say, right? He only played yeah. thirty-one snaps. Oh, fuck like off. that's. Right? So, like, that's – hopefully what happens is CU – you know, Sam, you and I have never seen a CU team, even 2016, that you can rotate guys that heavily and they and everyone still performs, right? Like, 
No, we that need to me, Samson Capovallo to just stay healthy, stay fresh for game, 60 yeah. snaps. Yeah. Jordan Carroll is constantly eating double teams, like every play, every game. Um, Yeah, that's what you need. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, my last note on that game is I, me and I was with a, a friend at the game. We have we have a pair of season tickets, and uh, I don't know. We were constantly saying to ourselves, "Is it weird that we're not more excited right now? Like, is it weird that we felt way more hyped about the TCU game right now?" We kept thinking about that because we're beating the. It's Nebraska. Like we were there in 2019, and mm-hmm. it felt way different. And what we both came to the conclusion from is like, maybe CU is just we already got used to it, and this is kind of how other big board teams feel. Is it? It just felt like they were clearly the inferior team, and CU was just kind of taking care of business, but in a sloppy game. So we were like, yeah, it's fun to beat them. I'm happy to beat them, but uh, you know, we're good. It's, it's good. It feels good. That's kind of the the hype, yeah. the most amount of hype we had, and and it's Nebraska. Like that, it blows my mind that I'm just already there. And hopefully, what happens is next week, CU goes three and zero against a clearly inferior opponent, and CU wins by twenty plus again. And I'm like, well, we can clean up some stuff, but young people got snaps, and we're ha- healthy for. And like, it, it's a mm-hmm. we were one in eleven last year, like. It's just crazy to me that that happened. It's just crazy. I think you verbalized the exact feeling that I'm that I have. Like I feel like like the knot I had with Nebraska, it felt more like, like in these last few years when I like when I'm nervous about a football game, it's because I think like this is gonna suck. We're gonna get our teeth kicked in. Right, right, right. We're right, just right. not gonna have a good time. But I don't get that nervous knot unless I'm watching basketball. And when I'm watching CU, and I know like. We should beat Oregon State at home today. Oh but God, we might not. <laughs> and, and you know, like, like we. So, I think that's where I feel already. Like, we should be winning these games. This is not something like it's literally just. Don't be sloppy. Take care of your stuff. Let your talent win. And in, in the words of yeah. our head coach, uh, the offense played like garbage. And CU won by 22 points and put up 36. So, yeah. 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 No, that was the best bad quarterback game I've ever seen. Um, And, you know, bad offensive line. Eight sacks, you know, but some of that was on Shador. Like, it's it's, – Yeah, some of that is on Shador. We should talk about that at some point. I don't know. I'd be fine not doing it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) At some point. Great. Incredible game. Students trust to feel a little early, which – who cares? Let them have fun. And the game eventually ended. Um, you know, the Prime's press conference, he once again um, said that we are coming. And uh, we're at 80% belief in the locker room right now. Um, so can't wait till we get to 100. But uh, he also gave Peggy the game ball. He knows how to endear himself in the hearts and minds of Boulder fans or people who live Both in Boulder. So. And I do. And I, I watched Peggy yell, give me my theme music in the locker room. And I'm like, this is working on me. I don't know what to tell you. This is working on me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, all in all, just remember, an incredible day. Do you remember when we were thinking like, oh, Mel Tucker just gets it. But really, he's just a scam artist. Uh, well, this feels like himself. more. Substance. He scanned himself now, man. He scanned <laughs> yeah, himself now. Idiot. <laughs> uh, this is oh, nice. Man. I yeah, like I like having a good football team. I like 
yeah. going into the CSU game thinking we're going to absolutely kick their teeth in and having yep. the head coach be like, oh, it's very cool that two black coaches are going to be playing against each other, but only one brother is going to win. <laughs> is, that, is that what Deion Sanders said? Yes. That's hilarious. Jay Norvell was talking about how, like, it's really interesting that this is the yeah. first time two black coaches have faced each other at the Rocky Mountain Showdown. And that was his response. That's, well, you know, which is like about winning. solidarity, bro, but take the L. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what he said, uh, which I, I can get down with. Um, he also said, basically, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this stupid hubbub about Shador Sanders breaking up the Nebraska huddle in the yeah. midfield and blah, blah, blah. I couldn't care less. I don't understand. I really don't understand the outrage towards Shador Sanders. I get – he's obviously just motivated. He's doing whatever it. he can. He's doing whatever he can to feel slighted because that's what they, you have to do to get up every game. That's, that's where Michael – like classic Michael Jordan, right? Classic every – Georgia did that last year, and no one bitched about Georgia doing it. Whatever. Who cares? We are probably not the people to talk about this, but there is definitely a uh, racial element to hating on Yeah, we are not the people to talk about this. Yes, but I think that there is something there. The people are uncomfortable with Dion's confidence and brashness and how it upsets the traditional sense of college football, which is very white and rural. But... So I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll say a little <laughs> bit about what, what Ryan Clark said about that, because another fun thing about having Deion Sanders as your head coach is literally everyone talks about CU winning now every week. Um, by the way, 17 million combined viewers the past two weeks, um, which is obviously probably more than the last like eight years combined. Um, yeah, I think that's the two of the top three most viewed games in college football this year, besides so, Alabama, Texas is the other. And, of course, game day and big noon kickoff will be in Boulder for the CSU game on Saturday, which is, once again, hilarious to think about because last year we were watching Carl Durrell get absolutely destroyed by Minnesota, I believe, in week three. So, a little different. A um, little different. Anyways, um, Ryan Clark said something interesting where he said, what's great about this is we've seen black head coaches succeed before, obviously. But what he thinks is so different this time, or he was talking about, is how – We've seen black head coaches succeed before looking like a traditional quote unquote head coach where, you know, they are always different to the point they're quote unquote football guys, right? Like Mike Tomlin's a football guy. Like mm -hmm. they are, they act like what we've seen other head coaches act. And Ryan Clark was saying, Deion Sanders, it may not be the first, but it's definitely the most public example of a, a black head coach, not purposely not acting like Kirby Smart acts or like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I guess if you're if your all-time college football coach like archetype is like a Nick Saban or a Bear Bryant or you know a Bobby Bowden like he is purposely not acting that way he's he is acting like himself which is like you said brash confident but um, the way Ryan Clark said it is authentically himself and authentically African American and he thinks that that is part of the reason reason why it's resonating so highly on both on polarizing like on the good and bad side which i thought was an interesting thing to say um last thing i want to mention on that too is Deion sanders in the press conference mentioned someone asked him if he's aware of the economic impact he's had on boulder uh he looked at his agent and said we have those numbers right which i thought was uh cold-blooded <laughs> um you better be ready to pay a bunch of money man um 
But the other side of that is he said, I don't care as much about the economic impact. I care more about the social impact. And I, and I agree with this assessment where he said, I saw more black people in that stadium than I'd seen my whole time here, which is what I want more of that. I want, I like that. And I want more of that. Mm -hmm. And I, I happen to agree with that statement. And I would agree that he was correct. Like there were people, um, you know, I know a bunch of people in the stands, but there are people that flew in from Brooklyn just to see Deion Sanders coach football at that game. There are people I was by that flew in from Virginia just to see Deion Sanders coach at that game. They weren't there for CU. They will be for CU, which is part of the the Mm -hmm. beauty of college sports, but, um, that's cool. I think that's cool. Yeah, and he's a cultural icon, just no matter how it is. One of the top five greatest athletes in NFL history, just like a massive personality. I I don't think I conceptually understand how I did big not. of a deal he is. I did not. Because it's just like, just a Taco little bit. Taco Mendenhall, baby. Somebody got trash, baby. It's okay. We, we eat crow time to time. More often um, than not. I mean, it is fun right now. So, yeah, I, uh, as you also might have seen, we, we mentioned a little bit of celebrities. Wu Tang was in the building um, oh, on Saturday. Um, Cameron was in the building. Cannon Sharp was in Don't the building. Stephen is. A. Smith was in the building. <laughs> Michael Irvin was there. Emmett Smith was there. Uh, Michael Irvin had an ice pack taped to his knee afterwards. <laughs> Terrell Owens was there catching passes with Shadour pregame. And even yeah. if Shadour Sanders leaves for a year, if, if Deion Sanders stays for the year after that, going to be the easiest recruiting job in the world for whatever transfer quarterback takes that. We're like, That's, hey, man, yeah. this offense is incredible. Also, you get to just have uh, – you get to throw passes to Terrell Owens before the game if you want to. Um, oh. It's kiss. a different it, – yeah, it, it it feels surreal still. And see you entering – hopefully entering conference play 3-0 and after playing what I would consider a sorry CSU team. Uh, not something that either of us predicted and uh, put oh. them one away from the win total, projected win total. Uh, I don't want to talk about CSU because I think it'll just be. I don't. I'm not going to act like I know CSU. Back of quarterback. Back of quarterback. quarterback yes. Um, do you want to do a little score prediction for that game, and then we can say our goodbyes and good nights to me? Sure. Then. I will say that CSU at 8 p.m. Uh, CU CSU. Um, I think the line is 23 and a half. I think the over under is like. 55 right now um oh, which sounds about right i'll say 38 to 14 similar to last week 38 to 14 over over i'm going 52 to 17 one thing i hadn't considered that someone nationally brought up is i think that Deion sanders is going to try to patch the Sanders stats a little bit as much as he can this year now they need much help and this would be the game to do it um i think we're going to see Stuart sanders yes. more than we want to this year uh this week um, I think he's going to be out longer than he needs to be and uh, just going to throw to guys who outrun Mountain West defensive backs for a while. I can get behind that. Remember LaVisca Chanel in 2018 where he got 200 yards because they just threw five-yard out routes and he would just run through people? Yes, I think It'll about like that, that almost every day. <laughs> That's That actually might be my favorite ever CU football performance of that because of how much, like, how excited I got over that. He looked like an NFL player playing college players a little bit. No, he was. I mean, he hasn't gotten really better since then, but um, <laughs> no, he, he, he's, he's playing for the Panthers. He's a good player. I love I love this so much. Well, I went back and watched the highlights of that game this morning. I forgot Katie oh. Nixon had a huge game as well. 
I forgot. Uh, uh, that was Nate Lehman's coming out party. Um, Nate Lehman had an interception. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, now we have a whole team that is not at that level, but a little bit below, like right below. And I, I really don't see how this is anything other than CSU getting some nice scores and then getting shut down it? or the other 44 way to six. That was 43 or 43 to 14, I think, that year. Okay, I think it'll be closer to that than whatever the over under is. Let's go, let's go. We got it 52 17. That's my final prediction. That sounds right. right. Yeah, all right, all right, Jack. I'm done. All right, bye. Buzz.